Welcome to Wisdom's Echo, Origin Gate's daily podcast. If you love Wisdom's Echo and want to invest in the lives of our speakers, head to patreon.com slash wisdoms echo, where for as little as $2 a month, you can help us deliver the same impactful content you enjoy. Hey everyone, Mario Salinas here. Excited to be bringing uh, yet again story time to you. Sometimes one thing that we say will immediately draw a line and form two sides. And what I'm about to say, the next statement I'm going to make after this brief explanation of the statement I'm going to make and what's about to happen will immediately create, for the most part, two sides. I don't like snakes. Now, the reason why I said some things that we say form two sides is because some people like snakes or don't mind them. And some people like me don't like snakes. And it's one of those things. You either like them or you don't. There's generally no middle ground. Somebody could say, I don't really mind them. If I see them, I prefer not to see them, especially in my house. But I grew up on the island of Cyprus in the Mediterranean, and we have a couple of species of vipers on that island that can kill you with a sideways glance, if you know what I mean. In fact, my brother was recently here and and he's gonna be featured later on in my story. In fact, his son, of whom I spoke in a previous story time about his extraordinary affinity to the things of God and how special he is in his in his love for the things of God. I uh, They were here recently and they're both gonna be mentioned in, in the later part of this uh, story, but my brother was here from Cyprus and we were talking about this very issue of these snakes, these vipers that we have on the island of Cyprus. And, and if anybody from Cyprus is listening to this, you will recognize the name I'm going to say, Fina. So the snake that we call Fina in Cyprus is, is a deadly snake. If you get bitten by it, you have very limited time to get to a hospital. And if they don't have an anti-venom serum, you're pretty much done for. Um, there's been cases where bodies started decomposing within half an hour of being bitten by these snakes, depending on what time of the year it was and how much venom was injected in them by the snake. But my brother was telling me this horror story of this one particular uh, friend of his that w- they were playing soccer. Um, a colleague of his, in, in, he's, a, he's a professor at the University of Cyprus. In fact, he's the head of the politics department there. And one of his colleagues went after the ball. They were playing soccer in a field and his colleague went after the ball that went into this little ditch. And when he reached down to grab the ball, there were two finas. There were two of these vipers, uh, a mother and a son or a mother and a, a daughter. It was like two females or two, a male and a female. There was definitely the mother. And then one of the children's snake, if you would, I don't know what the term is for a child snake, a snakeling. And they both bit him. And amazingly, he survived, but my brother was telling me he's had heart trouble ever since he got bitten and they couldn't attribute the heart trouble to anything except that snake bite that happened a few years back. So anyway, we were talking about this and remembering and and of course I served in the Greek Special Forces on a mountain that was pretty much full of those snakes. Uh, I had a couple of close calls with them. I never stepped on one or came too close to one but I was right behind a guy that I, uh, as we were marching through the forest one day, 
I saw him um, turn his rifle uh, stock down and whack it on the ground and it was because there was a snake in front of him one of these finas and so that's the closest I came to one and it is a hideous looking uh, viper but anyway I don't like snakes I've had a few runs into them in the US and uh, recently my brother and his son were here and my and his his whole family actually were here but my brother Antonis and his son Paris and I were walking uh, just a couple of weeks ago, uh, up in this trail, not far from our house. And we were, we were actually talking about this very thing. And we were on this, on this trail. It was pretty wide road, a sunny day. And as we were walking, all of a sudden my brother says, watch snake. And there was a snake right at my feet. It was a small snake, a tiny one, it, almost, uh, innocuous. You, you can't imagine a snake like that harming you of course if you're in Australia and a brown snake of that size bites you you're in deep trouble and I have seen one of those really too close and personal um, in fact it was right next to my feet one one night when we were walking in Uluru when I was there with Ian and some other friends but I've had some scary moments with snakes and 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 to have a snake right at your feet is is not fun at all and, and so this was a, a garter snake. I took a picture of it and I sent it to this family chat that we have. And my, bro my son Christos and his wife Elizabeth, to say they like snakes is an understatement. They, they actually come on our property, go looking for snakes, find them and take them home. So that's how ridiculous it is. And of course, we don't mind them finding them and taking them off our property. I don't want them here. So, um, so I sent a text to the family and said, what kind of snake is this? And and, and Christos and Elizabeth wrote right back with, with, you know, laughing emojis saying, that's a garter snake, relax. And, and so not, no big deal. We kept walking and my brother said, you know, that snake is, is young. He was telling his son, actually, he was explaining to him that that snake is too young to know not to be in the middle of a road like that or a path that's wide enough for a car to go through. It, it doesn't have the experience yet to to not be out in the open in that fashion. And we, we started talking about that and, and elaborated on it, talking about how in life you are so excited and passionate about things when you're young, just like that young snake coming out in the open and wanting to get maximum exposure. But as we grow and we mature and we gain wisdom, we start to understand that full exposure, maximum exposure is not the modus operandi of the kingdom. There's a, a verse of scripture, I believe it's Matthew 10 verse 16. When the Lord said, I said, behold, I send you forth as sheep among wolves. Therefore, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. These are the words of Yeshua to his disciples, telling them he's sending them forth in the world as sheep among wolves. And says, therefore, be wise as serpents. I looked at this particular verse in every single translation I could find. And the word wise or shrewd or wary are the three words, including the original Greek, that are used here. So I've wondered for years what the wisdom of the serpent is. And I don't want us to liken ourselves to snakes. I don't like snakes and I don't want to liken myself to a snake or a serpent of any kind. However, I do like the idea 
that the serpent has wisdom and in this particular case being the kind of wisdom that keeps it out of the open out of um, direct exposure to its enemy and if we are in this world as sheep among wolves that never changes that was not something yeshua spoke to his disciples that only applied to them when he said i send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves he was also speaking to us and to all who would come after them including us and that is our condition that is our state we are in an environment that is full of corruption polluted by sin and iniquity and we are carrying even in our dna the iniquities of past generations and even in some cases curses that were agreed upon things we have to get rid of we have to bring under the blood all the stuff we do dealing with our junk we've been through all this for so long now but the idea of being wise as serpents i've wondered for a long time what that was and when we came upon that small snake and my brother and i started to discuss it i realized that it has everything to do with hiddenness going back to the subject that i keep uh, returning to from time to time because it's such a staple of my walk with Yahweh, hiddenness, the, the state of being that emanates from a choice to find affirmation, to find direction, to find encouragement, to find support, ideally only in Him. If it can come from other sources in this life, in this world, awesome. But if it only comes from him, that's good enough for me. And so hiddenness is not about disappearing from view and being completely obscured and, and in actual hiding. But it's the state of being that does not allow our heart to go beyond our capacity to handle the attention, beyond our capacity to walk in the wisdom that we've already accrued in our lives, and beyond the deposits that have already been made in us. When I was younger and very passionate, I continue to be passionate, but I want to believe that there's more wisdom now and temperance in that when I was younger, I was so excited to go after the stuff that many times I opened my mouth too soon. I acted out of that passion and that impulsiveness sometimes to, to see things happen rather than the strategy and the planning and the methodical calculated moves that a son who is wise and mature will walk in. And, and I believe being wise as serpents or being like sheep in the midst of wolves and surviving and prevailing has everything to do with hiddenness that is the primary wisdom that we would find in that particular illustration that yeshua gave uh, that analogy says be wise as serpents be harmless as doves so we're not going to try to go after the wolves we're going to be harmless we're not going to try to be aggressive in any way that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood right it's very clear but at the same time we are now going to put ourselves in a situation where we could be snatched by the eagles above you know my brother was telling his son that there are so many birds of prey around us we had seen that day hawks 
and falcons and turkey vultures and uh, what was the other one? Buzzards. Uh, on, on that very day, we had seen these animals and we had even driven to an eagle's nest that's not very far from our home. And we had seen small eaglets inside that nest from a distance. And so we had seen all these birds of prey and my son was telling his son, my brother was telling his son, there are so many birds of prey, including the ones we've seen today, that would want to eat that snake. And if it continues to operate unwisely as such to be in the middle of a road where it can be spotted from up high, an eagle can see two miles down, can see a rabbit in the woods. And so that snake on a road like that would be spotted immediately. And so my son was, my brother was telling his son, this snake has not yet learned that it is very vulnerable in that particular state. And I believe that is something that we also learn is not to put ourselves in front of things or people or situations that will bring us into what I like to call unnecessary battles. I believe the people listening to this, our, our, our um, audience in, in Wisdom's Echo is comprised of individuals who are warriors. I really believe that there is warrior DNA in this particular facet of uh, the nation of God that we are, of this 13th tribe, that there is a particular um, affinity we have to overcoming and to pursuing and overtaking uh, like like David did in Ziklag, like we are warriors, but at, at the same time, I believe that the best warriors are the ones who are tacticians, who are strategists, and who don't just run headlong into a battle without calculating the cost and without figuring out what can happen. So this particular story for me, and and in consideration of the words of Yeshua about being wise as serpents, gentle as doves brings us back to that place of hiddenness being our staple, of hiddenness being our default, where we go into the secret place of the Most High, abide under the shadow of the Almighty, before looking to put ourselves out there to be a voice, to have a voice, to have an audience even. Uh, somebody recently said to me, Marius, can... Can, can we consider getting you out into this platform and that platform? And would you consider these means of technological advancement that will get your voice out there more? And I said, is there a way to make me disappear completely? I have no desire to have an audience. I have no desire if it's not assignment that is undoubtedly, unquestionably assignment from heaven that I must obey and follow, I'm not interested in it. I'm not interested in inventing for myself an audience or a platform or having people listen to me because I've learned this concept of hiddenness. If I remain hidden with Christ in Yahweh, then when Yahweh calls me, I'll know it's him and I'll know it's definitely not me. I hope you got something out of this. I hope you do not run into any snakes anytime soon. I know that some of you are in nations where snakes indeed can kill you with a sideways glance. Some of you live in countries where there's cobras. My goodness, I can't even imagine seeing a cobra in front of me. That's the stuff of my nightmares. But if you like snakes, I hope you see them. But if you don't like snakes like me, I hope you don't see them. But I hope you got something out of this story. Bless you guys. Until we speak again, we remain in the love of our Father. Shalom.